You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. No off-season. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Tony Sincata. You know, I uh, turned off my mute button so I can cough into the microphone, Tony. <laughs> so I didn't, nice. go the, yeah, it didn't go the right way. I meant to press the mute button to mute it, cough, and then welcome you. I did not mean to welcome you into the program with my coughing, Tony. But how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. I just seen uh, a commercial for Ball in the Family. And... Uh, I think these ball kids are heading for greatness. If they don't, I understand, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, I, I understand one of them got a girl pregnant and uh, is leaving her. And um, he's following the way of Tom Brady. He's trying to go the nice. Tom Brady route. I, I thought, I, I, okay, you're talking about, well, you're right. It's, uh, they can, Tony, if, they can't, if they're not successful in basketball, they can be the Kardashians, the male version, <laughs> of, the, the male version of the Kardashians with LeVar playing Chris Jenner. Now, Tony, let me. <laughs> yes, that's uh, exactly what it seems he like. He really here. is, right? He did a, yeah. did a male Kardashians. Now, yeah. this, the program you're alluding to, Ball in the Family, I've seen a couple episodes of it. It's actually not bad, Tony, to be honest with you. You know, it's, one of, it's, it's, like, it's like most reality shows. If you, if you find yourself watching it, Look out, because you're going to watch, you're going to power watch the whole season. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So like, I, I've i watched the uh, Kardashians before, and I used to root for uh, Scott Disick to uh, get out of the show without getting killed each week <laughs> as he was drunk and uh, and would get chastised by the family for always being drunk, and he didn't understand what they were complaining about. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, shout out to Scott Disick. Uh, <laughs> one of the few males to be able to escape the clutches of the Kardashian clan. Now, like that, He's got the best life in the world, right? He really does. Every once in a while, he gets pissed off, and he le- you know they separate. He never got married to her. He had three kids. Then he goes and bangs a couple of hot models when he gets mad at her. And then, you know, it's all in the newspaper. Then he gets to go back to the big bed every once in a while and just bang her and then come back. And, uh, you know, he just keeps going back. He's like a tennis match. Dilly dilly to Scott D6. <laughs> dilly dilly. So now the ball boy right now, Tone. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I thought the ball boy got girlfriend pregnant. I didn't know this was not. I thought because he had a long time girlfriend. I thought they, they were going to uh, become a family. I, I yeah I thought I thought I read somewhere that he wasn't he uh, moved on and was some found a rapper or something. Interesting. Now you know he has a mixtape out, Born to Ball, Lonzo Ball's mixtape, Born to Ball. Have you have you have you have you picked this up from your local uh, Sam Goody? No, no, I haven't. Um, is it available on iTunes? Uh, <laughs> I have this account where I don't have to pay for it. Like, I pay nine ninety nine, so I can download anything. So yeah. I, I might give it a try later. Maybe a little bit later on, you check out Born to Ball, the, uh, the debut. Ball, I like that. <laughs> the debut mixtape from one Lonzo Ball. We're going to have a review on it on the Roto Experts podcast. Did you ever watch uh, – there's no – what's his name? Travis Kelsey was uh, – he was uh, a, a reality star in football. Yeah, what was um, I can't. Travis Kelsey did have a show. It was a dating show where women were trying to catch the attention of one Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and you know what happened is uh, Mark Rippian's daughter, the former Redskin, was in that, and he wasn't too excited about it. His name of the show is Catching Kelsey. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, here it is. Lavar Ball made his son Lonzo dump his pregnant girlfriend is the, you know, and don't believe everything you read, but that's the story. You mean um, it's on the internet? It's got to be true, Tony. <laughs> that's the story that's out here. And um, this uh, site, this site that's uh, claiming this so I can, uh, uh, you could decide yourself if it's reputable, it's called TooMuchHotTea.com. I'm not, I'm not familiar with TooMuchHotTea.com, so... <laughs> Until we get the scoop from TMZ Tone. This girl's smoking hot, though. Well, you know, these ball, those ball boys, uh, you know how that is, Tony. They're destined for success, the male Kardashians. Oh, so is the other girl, too, though. Yeah, this for both of them. I'd, I'd keep them both. I'd go Lou Williams and keep them both. <laughs> you go sweet Lou Williams? <laughs> just let it be, just, just be open with it, just like how Lou Williams was, huh, Tone? Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, what the hell? Why decide? That's going to hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> exactly. Why? You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, Tone. Just be honest no. with them up front. Be like, listen, she yeah. needs to stay because we have to coddle her. I got her. a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I can take care of both of you. That's basically what it boils down to right there, Tony. So at some point, we'll get to uh, begin to discuss. And talk. You're speaking of fantasy football, Tone. Yeah. This uh, thing with um, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this is ridiculous, Tony. We're Why is it? Wh- you, 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 you think that he should work out for these teams to be a wide receiver? No. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. These NFL executives, particularly Bill Polian, Polian, Polian said he should learn how to play the wide receiver now and learn and not wait till he's 29 years old like Terrell Pryor. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> oh my God, you can't be serious. They want to transition the best quarterback in the draft to a wide receiver? You know, I, I don't get it. I was sure this kid was going to be the Jaguars uh, quarterback pick. Right? Okay. I thought, you know, we'll get him the end of the first round, and they'll end up with a guy uh, that could compete with Blake Bortles, probably not get the job to start the year and see how Bortles does, and then go from there. And now I'm reading this crap, and I'm like, what, what's going on here? So... Uh, we got the NFL Combine coming up. We'll get some more clarification here, but I I wouldn't do this either. Yeah, I think you're making a mistake if you if you bring him in and try to do that to him, Tony. It's just I just I they just compare him to Cordell Stewart. That's the problem. Well, I've also heard Michael Vick too. <laughs> Mike Vick was a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> he was borderline Hall of Famer, but yeah, you know the time off is probably going to hurt him in that regard. But yeah, Tony, I, I don't get it. If you look at his numbers playing in a Power Five conference, I, I I can't put pen to paper on how you look at that and say wide receiver. I, I don't either. I think it's some, uh, out, some out of date minds in NFL front offices. I, you know what? It's crazy. Is uh, when these suggestions of here, um, NFL Network's Tom Palacero, uh two scouts compared him to Cordell Stewart uh, slash. And uh, Mike Vick, of course, is one of the names out there. This is uh, here early in draft weekend. I don't understand how this kid won't be a first-round pick. I think I think it is. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't like the quarterbacks at the top of the board, to be honest with you. Me either. Yeah. Like I like like Mayfield and Jackson. Yeah, Mayfield's interesting because I think a lot of people uh, are there, and I'm like you. I would wait and just uh, and grab uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm looking at the Sports Illustrated situation here. The Sports Illustrated and their mock draft. Yeah, shout out to Sports Illustrated. And just like everybody else, 
um, trying to see if uh, Lamar Jackson they have as a first-round pick, um, and yet they do not have him as a first-round pick uh, in this draft. And I really thought he'd he'd be there. And in fact, um, they haven't done a very good job in this uh, mock draft, Sports Illustrated, because they actually have uh, Calvin Ridley sliding all the way down to 29, uh, which won't be the case. No, Calvin Ridley won't be the case at 29. The Baltimore Ravens are rumored to be very hot on Calvin Ridley. But you yeah. know, the Ravens are always rumored to be hot on the on the on the, on the top running back and on top wide receiver in the draft class, and they never draft him. Oh, it was funny because uh, that was one of the names that was associated with um, Javis Landry. If he went free agent, I said, can you imagine driving Javis Landry? He would catch 130 balls at five yards a ca- uh, catch and have two touchdowns playing in that offense. Can you imagine that? Check down Joe, Joe Flacco, check, baby, check, baby, one, two to Javis Landry. Oh, it'd be a disaster. <laughs> you get a lot of balls, though. But, but Baltimore needs the outside. They need a, they need a presence on the outside. They don't need a, a $16 million slot receiver. Uh, you know, but it's crazy, though, because they, they had a guy that could play on the outside. He wasn't great, but he could get down the field and open up things for others. They just don't have enough talent to open up things. There's just nothing there. What do you think about if they bring in Jimmy Graham? Do you think he's too washed to make a difference? Yeah. He'll catch yeah. 75 passes, though. He should if he could stay healthy. I mean, Ben Watson was doing it at 37 years old. Yeah. You a Ben Watson guy, Tone? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was he, he was a Patriot, man. He was pretty oh, good right. back then. Off the field, he's yeah. a stand-up guy, I hear. Uh, the top three in the uh, in the finalists for Walter Payton Man of the Year. I still got a problem with that Walter Payton thing. Why is I that? I was telling someone the other night, like, I was actually talking about this last night because they're huge J.J. Watt fans. I said, he stole the Walter Payton thing. And they're like, what do you mean? He like he raised all this money. I said, yeah, he raised money, but that was other people's money. Chris Long gave every dollar, and he wasn't even the Eagles' representative. He didn't take a check. He didn't get paid for working this year. He gave it all to charity, every check. And they're like, really? I didn't know about that. How do you not hear about that? Who was that? Did Malcolm Jenkins represent the Eagles? Yeah. Do you think that was right? No. <laughs> do you think he sold do you think he sold out by taking that eighty nine million dollars? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Because it was supposed uh, like, to be well they, they, he's supposed to be the one that's appropriate how the NFL uses that money for community outreach. Yeah. But more or less you know that that, that comes to the price, right? It means stand up doing the national anthem. I mean, stand up during the National Anthem and Malvin Jenkins' uh, buddy's charities are going to get taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what Colin Kaepernick was intending, Tony, for Malcolm Jenkins no. to take $89 million from the NFL. And I'll um, say, okay, we're fried now. Yeah. Uh, life is good. But, uh, yeah, so I, how Chris Long was not even a finalist was baffling to me. Yeah, I would have at least thought Chris Long, Chris Long would have been the Eagles representative. That is interesting that you bring that to my attention now. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get that. So um, I, there you go, folks. The first uh, talk show debate ever on the Walter Payton Award. There you go right there. We get it done right here at Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. So, Tone, let's talk about um, – Oh, I, I got an update. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this earlier. The Rams now are uh, actually going the other way on Sammy Watkins. Um, they're not going to tag out, him, huh? Yeah, they're not going to tag him now, it looks like. Uh, they rather tag de- defensive back LaMarcus Joyner than Sammy Watkins, it's looking at. So if Watkins is allowed to hit the market, you got. I would think Watkins is salivating to get to San Francisco. I think, well, you know the other team is? 
And this is a team that I think could put him over the top with Sammy is the Houston Texans. He's got a lot of guys that used to be on his college team there. Mm-hmm. You bring another guy out of the slot. You have Will Fuller. You have uh, the great quarterback sensation. You have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that could be an offense that with a great defense that all of a sudden now would be the favorite to win that division. Yeah, if, if that is true. If you put Sammy Watkins in that situation, is it financially sound for them, though? They 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 have big money tied up into into Hopkins. They're eventually going to have big money tied up into Watt. I mean, into Watson. Can they also afford to give big money to Sammy Watkins? Well, they just let what's his name? They just let Cushion go. That saved him eight and a half million dollars on the cap. Oh, they got Clowney uh, on that team too. That's going to be coming up. Yeah, so they 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 saved themselves there uh, with their cap situation. Um, there and like this is a team where you know it gets to a point where do you go after it when you realize that, you know the NFL life is short uh you've had JJ Watt have um situations where he's been hurt the last yeah. couple of years now he's not a young guy do you go ahead and uh take a shot with these guys hmm. interesting to see how that one's going to play out they have uh, if he hits the open market room, he's going to be wow. he's going to be interesting they have $63 million under the cap right now. The Texans are $63 million under the cap? Yep. They could go get them. Interesting. Cap is $187 million. They're at $124,146. Interesting to see how this one will play out right here. They have three guys making a ton of money. They have J.J. Watt, $11 million. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, twelve five. Giovanni Clowney is the highest paid, $13,846. Um, then the next guy on the team makes six million is Kareem Jackson. Jadavion Clowney makes thirteen million dollars. He's made thirteen plays in four years. <laughs> a million dollars. Let me tell you something. Those thirteen plays have been fabulous plays, though. You see the dynamic <laughs> athlete he is. Yeah, I'll tell you what's crazy about this roster, and this is this is the NFL, and this is the sad part about it. Um, C.J. Federkowitz, who's not even going to play, is a five million dollar. So that's another five million that's going to be off the cap. Uh, he won't be able to come back this year. Um, seven, eight, nine. The Houston Texans only have nine players that make a million dollars. Wow. Or more. That's a good job for the general manager. <laughs> front loading. And it's one of the better teams in the league probably, right? Yeah, front loading those, front, getting that team front loaded with those star players and the pieces around them fitting in nicely. So that's interesting right there. Oh, look at this. Carl Malone's son. Is uh getting ready for the NFL draft? KJ Malone. Have you heard of him? Uh, no. Is he now? He, his father, of course, uh, went by the name uh, the Mailman. And uh, what is this kid going to be? The drone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. Carl Malone's lineage now comes to the NFL. So, um. The Buffalo Bills report that the Buffalo Bills are not planning on releasing Tyrod Taylor. This back and forth with the Bills and oh, Tyrod Jesus Taylor, Tony. Christ. My goodness. Can they just go ahead and get a room already? I'll tell you what, though. Are they not releasing him until the draft and making sure they can get a quarterback and then they're going to cut him after the draft? Maybe that's what they plan on doing. Ugh, this kid gets no love at all. I and mean, he's a good player. I don't know if he's good, but he's not like he's serviceable. He's, He's at least a number two. He's a good number two on every team, at least, right? Yeah. And 
maybe maybe they realize that and they, they say, you know what, why should we cut him? We don't pay him that much. Why don't we keep him even if we get a quarterback? I mean, look, Nathan Peterman is not somebody today. I think we saw from Peterman, even though still a young player, that's nothing really to get excited about. I mean, no. this guy, Taylor's been through a lot of coaching staff. The coaching staff sour on him, but then they always bring him back. Yeah, Peterman, um, that sounds like it sounds like a little white guy, doesn't it? Right? It does. It really Peter, does. Nathan Peterman. That used to be a, he used to be an accountant, I, and I, now he's I, trying Nathan, football. Nathan Peterman's in tout wars. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting next to Peter Kreutzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's sitting between Kreutzer and Scott in the AL only. <laughs> Fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Just getting started. Fantasy executive Tony Sincata going through some of the latest news, pushing towards the combine and, of course, the NFL draft. When we come back on the other side, I want to continue to talk about quarterbacks, old, young. What can guys do? What can you expect out of them? How they can help your fantasy assets in 2018. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Fantasy executive Tony Sincata. How you feeling, Tony? I'm feeling good. You know, talking football. Uh, we get the you know we get the combine coming up, so all the speculation, all the gurus are going to be uh, analyzing the men in shorts and t-shirts, and we're going to be moving drafts up and down. We get some free agency stuff going on. It's awesome. Tony, you ever watch uh, the Netflix uh, program Last Chance? You? No, no, no. It's about I like Netflix too, I but I don't watch I'd have to check it out. It's about um East 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 Mississippi Community College. East Mississippi yeah. Community College, right? And basically what they do is when they, they take players who have been put out of, suspended from, flunked out of the D one schools, they go to East Mississippi Community College and they create this Juco powerhouse, and they always win the championship. But you see kind of the struggles of a lot of these kids have educational problems, Tony, where not really too much stuff that they they do is all, like, bad guy stuff. They just can't get it together in the classroom. Mm. And this gives them an opportunity to get their grades back up on the junior college level and then transfer back into one of the top programs. And one of the guys from the show this year, John Franklin, he was a big-time quarterback recruit at Florida State. I think he ended up playing at – he ended up going to East Mississippi, playing at Florida Atlantic, and now he's getting ready to enter the NFL draft this year. So I just was wondering if you have, have, had, had you heard of this uh, program. It's very good. No. Interesting. You know what's it's crazy about college? 
that people go there, right, to have a career. Mm-hmm. And why don't they just let everybody in? And if they survive, they survive. And if they don't, they don't. Why not give them an opportunity, though? Yeah, no, no, no doubt, Tone. But some people that's they, like they, my my guy John Calipari. That's how he gets it done. Yeah, well, John Calipari, Tone, he brings those players in because yeah. they they go to him because you know he tells them, "I let you when you come here, I let you play your game. You're not going to be in the system. I'm gonna let you play your game, and you play your game. And if you're good enough to make it to the NBA playing your game, you can do it right here in Kentucky." And no false illusions, man. He says. Uh if you're not going to class, don't tell me. We only got to get through a couple months. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Try to win some games. You you live in a crappy house and you have an opportunity. Like, he keeps it real. 100%. Tony, have we seen the last of Jamal Charles? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I last year, there was a couple opportunities where Denver could have used Jamal Charles and could have upped his game, and he, they, they didn't go there because they just didn't have any confidence that he could at at that point. And it's sad the way running backs just fall off the table at the end. Do you? I, they are uh, rumored. They're reported to. Um, they said the Denver Broncos said they're going to Devontae Booker full time. If yeah. that's the case, Tony, I'm going to Devontae Booker too. Really? Now, the the crazy part is, and this is, uh, again, maybe like the ball situation, you can't always believe what you read. This, the Dolphins have interest in C.J. Anderson. Really? The Dolphins would be interested in C.J. Anderson. Negative side of a timeshare guy, I think, though. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, the other kid catches the ball in the backfield. He ran the ball well. Like, why even bring someone in? I, um, today's NFL tone. You, I think it's got to be. You got to have a, a change up, a switch of pace. Not really. I just. I don't know. If, is, is Drake built to carry the full load? I mean, he did great when he had the opportunity last year. I would love. I mean, to see that him was the, the case load. going back all the way to Alabama. Like people were saying, oh, he never touched the ball more than thirteen times. Well, because Alabama, they go five deep with five star recruits. Yeah, you're right. They could bring next man up. You saw that in the national championship with that freshman quarterback. Yeah, I look, mean, go ahead. It's just a crazy situation uh, there that I would have uh, been. You know, unless they're going to get the guy on the minimum salary there, I probably would have drafted a you know a running back in the fifth or sixth round, made him my backup. Like I didn't see the need for the Dolphins to go to a old veteran, uh, you know, washed up than like C.J. Anderson. I agree with you 100 on that one. So let me ask you, not about another old veteran. Do you believe LeGarrette Blunt has seen his last days? Oh, my God, no. You think I think LeGarrette Blunt, though, is going to be a guy that, again, no one wants to pay him. So if he wants to play, he's going to get the $900,000, $800,000 and pick the team he wants to go with. Um, I, 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 it wouldn't, I don't think he'll be back with the Eagles, though. It's like LeGarrette Blunt. He, he finds his little $1 million, not little, but he finds his million-dollar contract, and he go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he keeps getting the – hey – like we're not going to feel bad for a guy that uh, keeps getting a million dollar salary, and then getting you know an extra uh, six hundred grand in incentives, uh, winning the Super Bowl. So hey, he's carved out a nice niche for himself, and he's made it longer than people thought when he was picked in the seventh round after punching a posing player in the face during a handshake at the University of Oregon. Remember that? You know what? Yeah. Legarrette Blunt's a last chance you guy. He went to that school. Really? Yeah, he went to the, the, the school that that the show's about. He wasn't a part. Obviously, this is years ago. But Legarrette Blunt is also a, 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 went came from. Well, he got back into. D, he got to Oregon after he after leaving uh, East Mississippi Junior Co- Community College. Yeah. 
Shout out uh, to Garrett Blunt. Like, Garrett Blunt, play yourself in the shape by week four, be good to go. <laughs> you gotta, I, you gotta, Garrett Blunt is the Bartolo Colon of the NFL. Oh my God. I, you know what's crazy about that? That could be right, but is that what you're looking for? Yeah, uh, you're right. When you're, you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. I stuck around for a while at least. So I, I mean, there are worse things. And I can't, it's got to be a nice life full of Garrett Blunt. How you feel about Jarek McKinnon, Tony, going into free agency this year? I think I, I like him on the New York Giants as, as the positive side of a timeshare. Well, that's the, the whole thing. Like, he's never more than a timeshare, and I don't. And I, see, I disagree. I don't think he's an every-down back. Like mm-hmm. when he's had that opportunity, we haven't seen success. But he hasn't got a real great opportunity at any time during his career. So you can you can take it like that. But nah, I, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a pass-catching third-down back. I think. See, I think he's a little bit more than that. I think he's underrated between the tackle. Now, he, a lot of times we see him run out the shotgun. But how many teams really still play from the high formation? So I think scheme is going to be important to where McKinnon ends up at. With Sherman in New York, I think I think McKinnon is probably on their radar as a cheap as a cheap running back. Uh, I don't well, see them, I don't see them going Saquon Barkley with the second pick, the Giants. If he's there, you, you don't you don't you think they pick a quarterback then? Then they go for the quarterback. Then they make the mistake and go for one of the one of the quarterbacks. Um, they're gonna have. It, it wouldn't shock me that they go ahead with one of the quarterbacks. Uh, if they don't go quarterback, though, I think they're picking Barkley. Yeah, I would say it's a quarterback or Barkley. Which Georgia running back you think is 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 uh set up for a better season, Nick Chubb or Sony Michelle? I think Michelle because he can do more. Uh, but it wouldn't shock me if if Chubb was the better running back in the league. Um. And it's interesting because Chubb's the cousin of the guy that's going to be the third pick, the defensive end, I believe, from the University of North Carolina. That's a pretty talented family. Jeez, Tony, can you imagine the lineage? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My goodness, can we, can we get one professional athlete? That's a, It's an amazing situation. So, yeah, I, I think both these guys come in. But, you know, it's interesting because for a while we stood away from picking running backs uh, in the first round. And then we saw Ezekiel Elliott go, you know, with the sixth pick, uh, Leonard Fournette with the fourth pick. And now we're going to see Sakwa and Barkley probably go in the third or fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, there you go right there. Who would you rather hire free agent, Carlos Hyde or Deion Lewis? Deion Lewis. Interesting. And, you know what? It is interesting. I think it's a huge gamble. I think Carlos Hyde is probably the safer pick. Deion Lewis, of course, has had injury problems throughout his whole career. Deion Lewis was one of the top running backs to come out of high school, um, but he never really delivered in college because he couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay healthy in the pros. But when he plays, he's just a dynamic performer. He can do both. Like for a small guy, he runs tackle to tackle. He catches the ball out of the backfield. But you can't stay on the field. It's always a problem. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting for Deion Lewis. I just think Carlos Hyde's such a natural runner. Um, I think positive time of, the, of a timeshare, I think he can bring back RB2 value. I don't think he's ever going to be an RB1 for what we do in fantasy circles. Uh, that There's no team. like The problem with Deion Lewis is you can't say, hey, we're going to make him our running back and look at giving him the ball 15, 18 times every week because you know he's never going to make it this season. So... I, I guess that even though he's dynamic, no team's going to ever trust him to that. So Carlos Hyde would probably end up being the guy after all that he would have to take. But I just love, just watching Tion Lewis and seeing how he plays, 
It's, he's just an amazing player, but he just can't stay healthy. Throw, throw that, throw in that same mix, Isaiah Crowell, Crowell, Hyde, and Lewis. Um, I, I'd probably go Hyde, Lewis, Crowell, but I'll tell you, it, depending on what kind of situation Crowell gets in, if he got with a team with a decent line, I could definitely change my mind on that. Interesting to see where he ends up in free agency. He had a decent line last year, but the quarterback play was so bad that it really distorted the output of that offense. Like, you look at it, Deshaun Kaiser ran in a lot of touchdowns on a team that didn't score a lot of touchdowns, so that hurt Isaiah Crowell. They didn't have to uh, look at the passing game and have any worrisome at all of Deshaun Kaiser beating him through the pass. So I think all that impacted Isaiah Crowell negatively, that in a new situation, I think he's going to be a better back. Yeah, I see Isaiah Crowell's... uh ticking up too, especially if he gets with the right situation. Um, let's talk about some wide receivers, Tone. Free agent Allen Robinson, they have to give him the franchise tag. But let's just say him and Landry would have both hit free agency. Who do you think is more who do you think has more value to an NFL franchise? I, I, it, to me, it's not even close. It's Jarvis Landry. Really? Like, I really, yeah. Even though Allen Robinson, Robinson is the outside receiver. Yeah, Allen Robinson is the outside receiver. He's a better athlete. Jarvis Landry knows how to play football. He's just a football player, and he catches 100 balls, even in worst offenses. Uh, it's crazy. It's amazing what he does. Out of the top two rookie wide receivers, which one do you think you like a little best for what you've seen? The Oklahoma State product, James Washington, or the Alabama kid, Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley, to me, looks like a stud. I felt the same way when we had Amari Cooper, at, uh, you know, in, in that situation there. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking at, uh, at this kid is a, a kid that's going to make some big plays. He's going to go in a draft, and uh, I, I love him. I think he's a he's he's a stud. I think he's the real deal. Also, Washington has more of that prototypical number one type wide receiver look, more so than Ridley. But I think when you look at the tape and both players on the field, uh. I Ridley's been said. People have said that Ridley is a bigger, stronger, faster T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is one of the top one wide receivers in the NFL. Um, yeah, uh, you know how much of the quarterback situation yep. uh, we're going to be holding our, our breath on uh, with the Indianapolis Colts this year. But uh, you look at it, and the other the quarterback play wasn't that bad. But if all of a sudden you get the situation now, and you bring Andrew Luck in. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's going to be a guy in the second round. People will be drafting again. Yeah, and I, and you know what? I'll get involved with him in the second round. So there you go right there. Um, you ever think Paul Richardson is going to be anything for fantasy, Tony? No. Nope. <laughs> that was simple, huh? I'm not talking to the king. No, yeah, the king uh, is there. Like, we've seen guys have flashes with – Seattle and nothing has happened right 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 there. That offensive line's there, and we talk about all these teams with offensive coordinator changes, and we worry about what's going to happen. They changed every coach in their staff except the head coach, uh, so there's a lot to overcome there. And I, I think we're asking for too much. This is a guy that's been in Seattle for four years. Yeah, but as, as he comes up on free agency, he gets a chance to get out of there. Tony, do you think he has the talent? We saw we saw Jermaine Curse get out of Seattle and take a tick up. Do you think yeah. Paul Richardson can follow in those footsteps? He's a little small. He's listed at six feet one eighty three. I don't think he's that big. Yeah, 
Okay, cool. I just I think that he's not a guy that's going to play 16 games and get 10, 12 targets every week. I, I just can't see that. All right, so there you go right there. What about another small guy, John Brown, also a free agent this year? New scheme, new scheme, new system coming to Arizona. <laughs> Tony, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of buying in on John Brown and not getting nothing in return. Uh, I, I totally agree with you, and it's interesting because you think all those wide receivers, right, other than Larry Fitzgerald, like we were higher on all of them at one time. And it, it, the question is, are any of them any good, or is it just because they were all the same? Uh, we always fell in love with, oh, someone's got to step it up. They don't throw the tight end. Um, they, you're always just looking for a second wide receiver there, and maybe we overrated them as a, as a group. Maybe that's what it could possibly could be also. Hmm. Interesting to see how that plays out. Even if he gets into a new situation, I don't think I'm giving too much credence to one John Brown between the you know, you know, the the sickness and, and stuff like that. I think that um I think that kind of ship is sailed. If he hits Tony, he'll hit without the fantasy executive being involved. A guy I do like and wanna do wanna see where he ends up. Even if it's back in New even if it's back in Indianapolis, with a healthy Andrew Luck, I'm Tony, I'm once I'm I'm gonna keep going to Dante Moncrief until it pays off. Uh, you got to go back, go back to the well. I'd have to see where he ends up because it's it's hard for me to look at that and say, you know what, he's in a better situation because I, I really think it's going to be hard. He had a good wide receiver opposite him. For the most part, he had a good quarterback. And then, you know, he lost luck last year, but they, they were, they, you know, they had some decent numbers here and there. T.Y. Ty, Hilton, of course, had some up and down games. I don't know. Like, if he goes to a good team, though, like, what's he going to be? A wide receiver two, wide receiver yeah. three? I think he has teams? wide receiver two talent. NFL wide receiver two talent, Tone. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see how it plays out there. Interesting. Fancy football. With San Francisco, frenzy. he could jump right in, right, and get an opportunity to play. He could. They might have their eyes set on bigger fish. They got plenty of money that they can spend in free agency also. We'll be here to see how Kyle Shanahan and the crew gets down out of there. A lot of expectations for them for the 2017 season, 18 season, excuse me. Come back on the other side. We get ready to put a bow on this fancy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Back up in that, I'm Fantasy Football Frenzy, the Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson, along with Tony Sincata, talking fantasy football with you. So, Tony, my um, draft kicks back off this weekend, NFFC Trendsetters. We've standing down for two weeks, let some news gather in, and now we get ready to go back to drafting. So this is fun little sectional style draft we're doing the nffc trendsetters draft i'll tell you what it's good to be uh drafting this time of year keeping everybody ready and rearing to go and i think you'll you'll find people is that you get some bargains uh, that won't necessarily be there when we get back 
to talking uh, next year about some of these players. I think I told you last on the last episode, Tony, the guy that won the scout uh, online championship, $50,000, drafted his team on May 9th. Mm. It's amazing, uh, isn't man. it? It is. It's kind of crazy, right? He's able to eat up all of those bargains, particularly Kareem Hunt. A lot of people were in on him very early, so uh, that definitely did help them out right there. Trying to find my leagues, Tony, because I want to talk about this um, trendsetters, but uh, apparently my account is not linked, Tony. Are you a fan of MyFantasyLeague.com? MyFantasyLeague.com? Yes, I am a fan of MyFantasyLeague.com, but I run into those similar problems every once in a while. It's, it's kind of hurtful, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hurt you? It does. And then, uh, you know what, though? Apple did the same thing to me. I just remembered now. Apple, I, uh, it, it's like a whole process. You have to go in to try to recover your password. I just want a new password. That's yeah. all I want. No, no, it's, and, no. That's forget about trying to get a new password from Apple, Tony. You got you to you 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 send them your Social Security card <laughs> before they I can reset it. That. <laughs> like, I, I asked for it yesterday, and they told me I'd have it by noon today. Uh-huh. And guess what? I got no effing link. Look at this. Apple, you lied to me. You think Apple's getting too much money? I think they are. They are. They've really dominated. Apple has really dominated the way that we do everything. They've uh, they've put together uh, a place where they've uh, taking over the phone market. They take over the text market. Uh, they're taking over our where we listen to music. They it's it's crazy. Now now is this um. Is this something that you think is um? Is it fair? Uh, I, a monopolized, not, Tony. Is it fair no. to have a monopoly? Like I don't understand the monopoly rules, right? The, the Patriots have a monopoly thing. of the AFC. <laughs> well, like the uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, right? They were going to have a monopoly in daily fantasy. Yet Walmart crushes every hardware store in you know in every city. Puts every drugstore out of business. I mean, what the hell's going on? It's a lot going down with that, Tony. You're going down. Yeah. The, you're going down the foxhole with that one, Tony. I don't like so? that. No, <laughs> that's not what you're trying to do. <laughs> no, no. I want to get down. I want to go down there and I want to fix Walmart and uh, give back to the people. You know what the part that pisses me off about Walmart is they have 20 cash registers and they never have more than three open. Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it, Tony? Are you, are, yeah. you, are you a self-checkout guy? I didn't used to be, but now they're making it like they've done a better job of making it like you have to go there. And uh, I feel the need, though, when I go there. Like, if I'm bagging my own groceries, I'm getting at least one item for free. There's no doubt in my mind really? that I am taking Oh, yeah. That's, pretty, that, that's work, pretty brazen, Tony. Oh, I don't care. I, I don't care. And I'm going to tell them. I, like, I, they're, I hope to get caught. And I'm going to say, listen. I've had no training in this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance I could have made a mistake. You're going the Scott Engel route, huh? <laughs> I'm saying all these people here have been trained and have read the handbook. I never got a handbook. I just throwing stuff in the bag. <laughs> Interesting. It very well could work, Tony, because like you said, if you never got trained on the proper way to self-checkout, yeah. What happens if an extra stick of deodorant ends up in your bag? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do that. Now, they've done a good job, the self-checkouts, 
about like before it used to be easy to steal the water and the dog food because it'd be underneath on your carriage but now it says did you check the bottom of your carriage like they know that like oh this is how they try to f us and and then they, they remind you so you have to you can't do that what i would always try to do is if you get duplicate items right so say you get two like um frozen dinners the second one, just throw in the bag because you say, oh, I, I, I scanned one. I didn't see the other one get in. I'm like, I don't know. I saw frozen dinner on the screen. What do you want me to do? I'm not trained. Yeah. All right. So good. This way you keep out the slam. Duplicate items. There you go. There's your key to ripping off the uh, the, the people there. Fantasy you feel fl- like when it's a big yeah. company like Walmart, I don't feel like no, I'm no, ripping them no, off. No, you don't. I feel like I'm getting what's mine. Yeah. You know, you're taking back. You're doing it. You're doing it for the culture. You're doing it for the community tone. We should all steal. Like, we should, you know, we have a lot of holidays. Like, today's National Margarita Day. Oh, yesterday was? Yeah. Um, we should have National rip off a giant. Like, Walmart be okay. Target would be okay. Like, don't rip off the local family store. That's not right. But yeah, like, go like, out. Like, get somebody else's Netflix login yeah, let's and all watch be a modern day Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. Let's be all be modern. Let's just rip people off and give it to the poor. It's like give 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 somebody in your neighborhood your Netflix login and tell them watch the whole series of House of Cards on me. <laughs> yes, yes. Robin Hood Day. I think that could be a day. Uh, interesting, Tony. Let way better s- than Secretary's Day. Let people sign up, depending on who you're talking to. Let people sign up <laughs> on your Apple Music and listen to it for. Download all the hot jams, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. and then cancel it. <laughs> See, we're giving you guys advice, man. This is more than just football, man. Like Matt Berry's never like he's a he's a company guy. We're we're here. We're after companies. Through six rounds of the NFFC trendsetters, Tony, going into round seven, there's some interesting names on the board, right? Uh, at the top of the queue is Demarco Murray. Here we are in the seventh round of a fantasy football draft. We do think it's going to be some shakeup and change with Murray in Tennessee. It does look like Derrick Henry's going to get a chance to have that full load. What do you think, Tone? DeMarco Murray on the board in round seven. Yeah, I would take him. Uh, because I don't think he's going to be in Tennessee, but DeMarco Murray's a guy that's going to be very selective. And he's going to go to a team where he has the ability to touch the ball. Uh, he's not going to get a timeshare. I would absolutely go there. Like, San Francisco wouldn't be a bad place for DeMarco Murray to end up if they don't keep Carlos high. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. That's not a bad idea at all, though, Tony. Yeah, I think you, I think you may have called a shot right there. Hmm, interesting. You know who else is on the board, Tom? Who else? Michael Crabtree. Ooh. Now, Michael Crabtree with the John Gruden's, uh, we don't know what his deal is yet and how committed he is to some of these ex-players with that 10-year contract. Um, Michael Crabtree in Oakland, I would absolutely take him. If he gets outside of Oakland, that's the problem. You know, he's been rumored to, it's been rumored that if the Raiders do cut him, he's going to Dallas. Mm. Emmanuel, so Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Crabtree have been rumored to go to, to be uh, names that the Cowboys are looking at if they are released by their respective teams. Well, what do you think that would be? I think it could happen. <coughs> Crabtree from the Dallas area, Sanders also, real, Sanders also saying that he wouldn't mind if he was released playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, if you're released, yeah. you don't mind. You play, you'll, you'll play for anybody. If you're released, you play for the Toronto Argonauts, to be honest with you, Tone. But you think, you think, that, uh, you think in, that will help Michael? Are you, 
if Michael Crabtree's not a Raider, you sounds like you're out. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be out. But the seventh round for Dallas, I don't know. I think that's probably where I would uh, I would definitely be thinking about taking him though. Yeah, yeah, I can see that there. Yeah. Interesting. Another name, Tony, still on the draft board. A starting running back, Lamar Miller. Yeah, that's, you know, his, I used to be a Lamar Miller guy, but he has really not put it together the way I thought he would in Houston. So, I don't know. I'm a little uh, concerned. I would feel better. I would actually take a risk for upside and go DeMarco Murray. Okay, over over Lamar Miller. Yeah. Not a good not a good thing. Not a good thing, Tony. Interesting. No. Marshawn Lynch still an NFL player or does he go back to making reality TV shows? That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, they haven't cut him yet, so I think he has a shot at staying one more year. Oh, that would be that would be cool. Another name on the top of the board is Ty Montgomery. I think we gotta know if he's gonna be a running back or wide receiver before we start drafting him for fantasy purposes, but in round seven Maybe it's rough at risk. Yeah, let me ask a question then. Say he is a wide receiver, right? We've seen Jordy Nelson look like he slipped. And and, and you look at Randall Cobb being another year older. Would he be Green Bay's number two wide receiver? Oh, that's interesting right there. Ah, oh, wow. Maybe that's why they've already come out and said that they're going to put him back at wide receiver. Right, and if he's the number two, he's definitely worth a oh, pick in the a, seventh round. Oh, definitely. I agree with you 100% on that one. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, is Terrell Pryor still a thing, or is that ship sailed? I think it's a ship sailed, but there's rumors that uh, he could go back to Cleveland. And if I was uh, Terrell Pryor, uh, I, I, I need to make that happen. It didn't work in Washington. It's, it's probably, no. He doesn't seem like a type of receiver that Alex Smith would have a good rapport with. No, no, not at all. Um it was bad. It was bad in Washington. I think he needs to get back. He was familiar with Hugh Jackson's system, and he's going to take whatever they could get him. And from Cleveland's standpoint, if he could keep Josh Gordon, have the old Terrell Pryor back, and get some consistent play at quarterback, all of a sudden your offense is a hell of a lot better. Yeah, no doubt about it, especially, like you said, if you get Josh Gordon to come in there. Another D.C. player that's still on the board, Tony, is tight end Jordan Reed. I think this guy should go ahead and retire. I, I don't want to I see him on the football field no more, Tony. I don't even know what round I would. It would at least be double digits, so I'd yep. probably be taking him as a second tight end uh, with upside, and that's it. And I don't usually draft a second tight end, but with him I would consider it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can agree with you on that one. Uh, up next, also on the board still, Kelvin Benjamin. Interesting. Full offseason with Buffalo. Goes into a full training camp in Buffalo. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Could have some upside. Round seven, eight, what do you think? Uh, not knowing the quarterback. He's a big dude. Uh, I, I, he got to go. He'd be the number one wide receiver, right? Right now, he's got to be draftable around around eight. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you on that one. Amir Abdullah ever going to be a thing, Tony? Or, we should, or should we stop doing that? I think it's time to stop. I think that uh, ship has sailed. I I liked him coming out of college. I thought he was going to be a good thing, but no. 
I like to come out of college too. He had one play in the preseason, Tony, and that was it. And then, and then people have been drafting him ever since. Yep. <laughs> and nothing ever good has ever come from it. Is anything good ever going to come from Devontae Parker? Uh, yes. Yes, he's going to put really? it together one of these years. I think so. And he'd be a guy, though, that you always look at and you're going to always he, – like he's never going to fall that far in the draft because there's just too much size and too much speed. And people will say, oh, this is the year. And I think we're going to always – like he'll never drop past the sixth round. Hey, you know what's funny about that, right? Here's, here's the deal. Remember last year in the summertime – Oh my God! He's came back. He's bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. getting after it. He's really putting it together. He's a faster. He's a fat. Remember Cutler was like he was a faster Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> no, he was the same old stinking ass Devontae Parker that ain't do nothing. Really? Yeah, yeah. He certainly was. It's absolutely insane and crazy. Uh, but hey, what can you do? Um, Devontae Parker, he's still going to entice us. There'll still be stories. And they'll, they'll be talking about, oh, he's matured. He's finally healthy. These are what we're going to hear. And he's still going to be drafting the and some fantasy And some fantasy analysts and owners will be sucked right back in again. This is an interesting guy on the board right here, Tony, that I would like when our pick comes around. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Now, why do you think you'll you'll like him? Do you think he gets more work than last season? Yeah, I think I think I think I think we saw that he is the primary pass catching back, and then you'll get some, and then you'll get two or three games where he'll have the feature role when Devontae Freeman is out. Mm. See, to me, it would have to get to about the sixth sixth to the seventh round. That's where we're at now. Yeah, and I would start considering him because you'd look around. And it's interesting. Like, if we go back to the DeMarco Murray situation, and DeMarco Murray doesn't have a home yet, and I'm speculating, I would take Tevin Coleman over him. Interesting. There you go right there. I think that's a good call right there. Agree with you 100% on that one. You going back in on Deshaun Jackson this year? You think him and Jameis Winston can get it together? Uh, Yeah, I I think – see, I don't think it was that bad last year. Like, I think Jameis is – like, it was weird because when Jameis went out – they, you know, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. hit, yeah, hit Deshaun Jackson up. And then, so they didn't get enough time together. So I don't think we can truly judge that. And I would go back to the well one more time. You think Rob Gronkowski retires? I think there's a better chance than we thought. I, I think I, I so, guess too. From, from reading everything that he was considered before the concussion situations, uh, he's a guy that's never spent a dollar of his NFL salary. He's only spent his endorsements. And he seems like a kid that uh, uh, is in te- and he's interested in these uh, movie parts that people have and, and everything else, you know, off the field. So uh, it wouldn't shock me. Tony, we are coming towards the close of the hour, hour, hour of fantasy football frenzy. I was very pleased with your performance. Have, when's the last time you heard that? Oh, you know what? I've, I I usually leave common cards on the bed, and, uh, <laughs> so I don't hear them orally, but I read them after. You read them after, huh, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> I I need I need to buy a stack of common cards to yes, uh to yes, d- distribute yes. on uh, yeah. Saturday mornings, Tony. You can always improve your game, and that's the whole thing, right? You got to look in there, and you got to give everything you can. And the whole thing is. Is uh, it's all about pleasing her. If you please her, she'll please you. There you go, right there. It's the fantasy football frenzy. Great advice for life. Great advice <laughs> for fantasy football. 
great advice for whatever your situation brings. It's fantasy executive Corey Parson, the fantasy shamer Tony Sincata. Just, we're just doing all the shows on this network. Complimentary pieces. Fantasy football frenzy, FNTSY radio, the executive fantasy shamer. We out.